0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Fumi. And it's Mike. And we wanted to make a quick announcement before we start the podcast. Our next Hack City Comedy Show is happening on February 19th, 8 o'clock at Canal Street Market. Visit AsianNotAsianPod.com for tickets. See you there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast for two Asian guys not from Asia. Talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Quick shout out to our network, Listening Party, and Canal Street Market. Check out those guys on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Also, if you're listening to this on your phones right now via SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, whatever, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram stories. Tag us at Asian, not Asian Pod. Ooh. I got one. Okay, and then right here, okay,
1: go ahead. Tell us, yes, how you like your coffee. How you like your coffee? Yeah. yeah. Light and sweet?
0: Ooh. Ooh. Black? Or dark and swarthy? Ooh. Mm. Uh, do you think our listeners drink coffee? How do you like your tea? How do you like your, yeah, coffee or tea. I'm not a coffee drinker myself, but, uh, anals, we love you. It's a, it's a definitely post about us because that helps a lot. A lot. Um, before we get to the guest today, I, I would like to just tell a little just something that happened to me. This yeah. Week. It was very, very exciting. Yeah, it was. You know, you if you're uh, a long time anal, you know, from time to time, we do talk about JFL, which is kind of like, uh, it's just, since we're just for laughs. Just for laughs, which is, for people who don't know, it is like a,
1: um, it's like a, a big deal to get. Yes. It's a big, de- it's like the king of the, all the comedy festivals. Yeah. In many ways, it's the only one that really counts. Like all the other ones are like, those are nice. Yeah. But this yeah, was yeah. the one where you're like, oh, if you have a JFL credit. You uh, you can tell other comics that, and they go, "Oh, you're somebody." Yeah, you're, exactly. You you got like you got some skills.
0: Yes, they'll want to suck your dick for sure, for sure. So so uh, did you get your dick sucked? I no. Well, I was uh, I, I performed for the chance to get my dick sucked. <laughs> I guess is what I did. I I auditioned. There's like two rounds of auditions. So I did the first one. Yeah. And I'd never done it before. It's the first. Fr- I it's the first time I you know I was repped and stuff. So I I, I went and I and I did it. And the whole thing was very cool. Like, I was very excited to be a part of it. I, I've, I've seen my friends audition in the past. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And sometimes it's weird because I'll, if you audition on, like, a Monday, nobody's there except industry, so nobody laughs. Right. So I've seen, like, my friends bomb at these, like, really important auditions. Yeah. You know? Not that it matters because, like, jokes are jokes and they're right. still going to pick whoever thought that was funny. But I was kind of scared and, and I show up and... Um, Couple a couple things I thought were really cool. There were like a decent amount of Asian people on my showcase. Yeah, you said. And there were three, including myself. And I just thought that was like, uh, that was cool. You yeah. know? I, I don't know that that was the case five years ago. No. You know? And I think they were like, we were all there, and it was a lot of those things where it's like, oh, of course, like, of course they're here. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah, it this makes guys are here. Of you course. Know? So that was awesome. Um, but also, I was, I was telling you this, I, it, the whole process was like, I felt like I was in like some cool anime. <laughs> thing because uh everybody like shows up with their managers and everybody's like talking to them before they're set about like what jokes to do and stuff you know yeah yeah And yeah. it's like again go back to sports anime but it's like oh it's it's so-and-so from this high school and so and so from this high school we're all wearing different jerseys yeah you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch, watch, watch his backhand yeah 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 oh my god that's the that's the guy with the legendary poop bit <laughs>
1: <laughs> i saw that you were uh what you're like watching some tennis anime what? No it's, it's volleyball Oh, oh my god <laughs> It's worse Even <laughs> dorkier I can't even believe That Dude, they make an anime I'm About that I'm so into it What Is like a recent one Is like a new it's one It's new It's very popular It's called Haikyuu Okay, it's what is so good? What is the is there like an ink? Is like, I
0: mean, have you seen like Slam Dunk or something? It's like the same yeah. shit. It's like Prince of Tennis, same shit. It's like a high school volleyball team making it to nationals. Oh, but it's like I the see. journey of these. And it's like one, it's the two main characters one guy who's like extremely talented, and the other guy is just physically talented. Oh, I see, and he see, has I no see. skills. And so, anyways, but if I felt like I was that like, was you, that was me, but with comedy, but with comedy, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, I was pumped, dude. Um, but I you could, know, yeah, yeah,
1: I, I could tell that you were very excited um because we, you were messaging me after the show and i was like fumi has been drinking oh I, I was drinking because usually fumi is very just like yeah i did the show and, and now I'm, I'm going home i gotta work you know and this time you were like man this wave is happening man <laughs> you know <laughs> my life is an anime man you know yeah
0: i did say that
1: I'm, I'm like wow it's like so crazy dude you know like uh you know like y- y- i'm this guy and and you're like the you're like the the bald old old guy in anime <laughs> And I and I was like, Fumi is like having like his emotions are leaking out. They're leaking and out. And I was like, you have been drinking. That's the Which is
0: fine, which is great. I was like, oh, that's cute. Um yes. But yeah, dude, I mean so that's it, Yeah, shout out to White Claw for letting my emotions leak. <laughs> uh, when I drink white claw like claw I get very emotional. But yeah, yeah. So that happened, that was cool. Another thing that we did together recently that was, that was pretty sick. cool. Another yeah. fest another comedy festival. Hey, take it back, this one also matters. <laughs> That's right. It's Asian Comedy <laughs> Festival and it was uh, really cool. Some of the fans who came out to uh, our live show, thank you so much for doing that. That was uh, just last week. Yeah, our, it our was third podcast recording. That was really fun. It was cool. What I liked about it is um so
1: like it was like a weekend of all Asian comedy. So it was like a Saturday and a Sunday at the pit and there was like i don't know maybe like six or seven shows per day yep. starting at like four or five and then like went all the way and you know we were like lucky enough to be one of the head- headliners yeah. in it um and uh it was like every show was packed and i was like i was like you know who's gonna show up at a stand-up show at five o'clock yeah but we went you and i went um early because we want we needed to do some work and we set up and stuff like that and so we went to watch some 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 comics and, like, the shows were all full. All sold out. And yeah. everybody was there. And, like, it was, like, one comedy, one Asian comedian after another. And I, this may not seem obvious to a lot of people. Actually, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people will – I hear this sometimes. Oh, if we have five Asian comics, then we'll run out of things to talk about. I always hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And – i mean any you you watch any of those shows it was like five comics in a row and they couldn't be more different from each other right 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 right. they're like the way they grew up their styles their like their punches their angles like everything is completely different yeah yeah and it was like there was no way you could say oh that guy was like doing the same thing
0: yeah i mean i also like the um the audience was pretty down very down we always i feel like comics who came up from like 2014 ish were always like scared of asian audience members because like we don't know what they're just don't know what's gonna happen yeah but it wasn't like that at all like i feel like they were like i'm gonna go i think they were comedy fans yeah i think they had seen comedy before yes and this is just like another thing that they're doing because they like comedy yes so like yeah i think it was um people who were
1: just interested to see what you know different comics had to bring i like too that uh you and i were the senpai corner we were in the senpai corner We were in in the the senpai corner You was like you and me in the corner just like you know like uh, like "Mm, look at this kid here you
0: know? Hey, he's got some moves. He's got some moves. Huh. <laughs>
1: he's got promise. You I'll know, s- I'll see you
0: at the top, baby. I'll see you at the top.
1: <laughs> Give it a couple more years, kid. You know, I had my toothpick. I know
0: out. we had our jackets on too. Yeah, we had yeah, our jackets yeah, yeah, on.
1: Yeah. I had my shinai and I was like smacking people. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like occasionally going over hey, hey, good job, good set. You, you know? know, you know
0: what's funny about that because we were like joking that we're like oh we're like comedy senpais, we're the like, Asian comedy senpais in the back, but then we're like we're not even booked on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they, yeah, get to, they're the ones you're doing. They're like, on hey, the show. Hey, good
1: job. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I'm not on the show. I no, got some
0: pointers. No. Are, you, are you going up? No, no. no, not, no, actually, no. I gotta <laughs>
1: go. I, I'm not, not on the show.
0: Oh man, but that, it was so much fun, and uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that with our, our, our guest today who is, uh, in fact, he's actually the founder, one of the co-producers of, co- of Asian Comedy Festival. Yes. So let's get excited. Give it up for Ed Puckropski. Hey. Hey, guys. Thank you for wow. having me. Wow. I you. can't believe I got your last name right just now. You nailed it. No, oh, you really did. Oh, God. You I know, never get it right. It's because my girlfriend is um, Eastern European, so oh, okay. I'm used That's to the a skis. Whew, thank goodness. Yeah, thank yeah, goodness yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, people may be confused if they're listening on this podcast because your name is Ed Pacropski. Pacropski. Yes. Which is the like, Polish, right? It's Polish. And they're yeah. like, what's going on with this what Polish guy? Yeah, He's throwing, yeah. Asian, <laughs> comedy festival. He's, he's throwing <laughs> Asian comedy <laughs> festivals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's throwing Asian comedy festivals. This guy an Asian fetish. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <guess> a motherfucker. Well,
2: guess. Piece <laughs> of crap. Yeah, how, well, how are Mike and Fumé letting this <laughs> happen? This
1: guy. <laughs> they, they're <laughs> sucking this Asia. Polish guy's dick. Asian,
2: not Asian. Not good anymore.
1: Well, guess what? Listeners. There's a The Asian face <Yeah>. is <laughs> looking back at me. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's a twist. Yes, so go ahead. And the twist is that
0: Ed is actually... Korean, yeah. wow!
2: Ninety. <laughs> uh, according to my 23andMe test, I am 91 percent Korean. Whoa, What's the other yeah. nine? Uh The other is um, Japanese. Whoa, oh. yeah. <laughs> but mostly Korean. <laughs> when did kid. you do 23andMe? Did you do it? I did it um, two years ago. Uh, my girlfriend got it for me, actually. Oh, uh, what yeah! A, what
1: a weird gift. Well, <laughs> well, it's <was> just because. you <laughs> Korean? Are you like, sure? Hey, hey, friend, are you you sure?
2: Well, we have been joking, and I had talked about it, like it, it because there's also some things like it gives you a little bit of medical history stuff, which oh, I, right, I don't right. have. Yeah. Um, but it gives you that, and uh, people would always joke because they, they they actually a lot of people have told me other Asians too that they think that I they thought I was mostly Japanese. They thought that there was going to be some sort of weird like twist <laughs> in the thing, what? and it came <laughs> back and it was like, "Nope, you're you're
0: mostly South Korea. No, oh. no twist here. Yeah, so that was yeah, that yeah. was the thing too. So, so you're you're adopted. I'm adopted. And yes. Maybe we, I just maybe we can start here with your your background, the background so. story, yeah, background. the origin yeah. story. Where, you, yeah, origin?
2: Where, where where are you from? from? Okay, so I'm from uh, South Korea, from Seoul, and I was um so I was abandoned uh, at about uh like. A little bit over twelve months old, like uh, over a year old, like mm. thirteen months. So I was uh, abandoned and then found like uh, near kind of like a park area. What? And then yeah, and then so I. So not was, even
1: at like a. Fire well, station? that
2: there's so there's in th- that there's an interesting about that. So okay. I was so I was found there and then turned over to the authorities. The authorities turned me over to the orphanage and then I was adopted like, six months later, about, like, 19 months. They didn't
0: even try to look for your parents?
2: So they do. So basically what happens is the orphanage will, like, put up a posting in the in the area this is again this is like 1985 that this all went down um well 84 into 85 but um the they'll put up a posting um in the area to say you know this we we found this kid and if anyone wants to come forward this is the information this is where he's at and they do that for every you know child found or you know in. but of course at a certain point in the 80s like it's not the internet wasn't right 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 way. right so it's it's you know it's very much just like in the surrounding area you yeah put up posts and that's it um so then yeah you sort of wait to see if anyone comes forward if no one comes forward in a certain amount of time, then you're basically put into the system for adoption. Right. So they they looked as much as you could back then. Right. Well, and again, if, if someone did want to come forward, they there's only so many places that they could have come forward that, yeah. that naturally makes right. sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the only I, – I say a park only because that where I was left or found is in the, uh, the file because I had gone back to Korea about three years ago. Okay. Um. To like go back to the orphanage right. and like see the area and see yeah, the place yeah, yeah. and just be there, um, the the file had an address, and after a certain point, like a, a in the eighties, like early nineties, a lot of the addresses and a lot of like the geography of uh, Seoul and Korea, like oh. that area sort <coughs> of shifted. Yep. So mm. so certain things became other things. Oh, uh, so it was kind of hard to. I could I was able to go back and pin. Like pin down a general area of it, right? Yeah, and the most like the closest thing was this like very large park in that general vicinity along the strip of things. It, that could have been like a row of apartments at some point, or That's homes. Crazy, yeah, it could have been the, right. the homes catty corner to that. Yeah, it yeah, was just yeah. like the most. Like closest that's the area. thing that was mm. like at least a somewhat of a landmark, so it was like that's that was like the closest idea of where it could be. You don't remember any of this? No, I don't remember any of uh, of Korea. Korea at all. Okay. yeah. I mean,
0: technically, I guess your first language was Korean because pe- one of yours talk a right, little bit, right, right. So
2: that's when I was, and uh, later my adopted uh, mom told me the only one of the only words like, I was very quiet when I was first adopted. I didn't talk much, um, but one of the only words I would say is "oma." So oh. I knew the I knew the word the korean word for mom yeah so that just damn dude that's like dude. What, yeah yeah so that's like yeah. one little piece of the puzzle is i must have been with my mom at some point oh right. yeah, and you yeah. Must have <laughs> <done>. <laughs> so don't cry it's okay
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah I'm, gonna cry, <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna fucking cry bro <laughs> yeah, 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 god yeah, yeah. damn <laughs> um get out uh, <laughs> bring <laughs> it out the big <laughs> so guns, you dude. okay so you got uh the adoption process like did they come like do they come and see you like y- your adoptive parents well or? so
2: they um and i i joke about this sometimes is that you know, when my adoptive parents were going through the process, you know, they were in California at the time and they, you know, were working through the agency was working with the orphanage in uh, Korea and they, you know, you can actually select like your <laughs> the yeah, things yeah, yeah. you want in a kid. You yeah, know, yeah. like oh, okay. I want a kid this roughly this age. I don't you know, I don't want an adolescent or a teen. I'd rather have a new newborn to an right. infant. And you can say, you know, you can specify sex. You can say I want a, a male or a female, um, and you can get a little bit like these are the requests. I was joke like you're making a salad, but yeah, like yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you can you can make your requests, and then they sort of like tried say to they try to guy. match you up, yeah, right. And they gave my mom a, a picture of me, and they were like, here's here's one, and uh, <laughs> they're like, what do you think? And they were like, if you don't like this kid, don't worry, we have others. Like well, they literally, said yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and my mom was like, no, 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 this is great, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll take I'll take them. Um great. so, uh, yeah, I'm so sure she had never met you. She, she had just never met me. It was a picture. It was a file. It was like, here's the information we have based on what you're looking for a, a, a boy around this age, you know, this situation here's here's what we have. And my mom was like, great i i love them give them i'll take them you know so that's that was they never came i mean i know in some cases you can do that you can take a trip over and i guess see or whatever but they didn't do that they just got the the file and everything and then they flew me over with like you know uh other kids that were being adopted in a in a you know pocket area so they flew me over and then i met the first time i met my adopted parents was in um in an airport oh shit yeah so in, and, and in you were California. like one or two at this point yeah I was like I was 19 months old Is it, are you?
0: do you know if, if you were part of like because I know that there was a wave of like Korean ad- uh, adoptees at a certain point like yeah, you part of that yeah I was part wave? of that wave that was yeah, yeah like we, the, 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 because, the 80s because I'm wondering 80s, like 80s, you know why yeah. I'm, I'm wondering like why couldn't you just be adopted to like another Korean family or was it, was it trying to ship them out because the economy was not so good back
2: well back? yeah I think it was um, I mean that was part of it I think there was there was some stuff going on with, with the economy and, and, and there was just like yeah there was a big push and a big wave for for Korean adoptees at the time, also the other thing that was happening, just you know, from a, a legal thing that was happening, is that any adoptions happening within the U.S. They were still very much like this open thing where a mother could come back after any stretch of time and reclaim a kid. Oh shit! Like they could come Ooh. back and say. I made a mistake, you know, after years. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, They could come back and say, I made a mistake that I really would like my kid back, please. And oh, a kid and could have gotten, kid gotten adjusted for seven, seven, yeah, and ten years. and then have years, to go around. And then have to go with the person. They, ha- they, don't they have to know. go back. Yes, they have to go. Because the mother, the, in those situations, and again, I, I, I'm not a lawyer or anything. I don't know what the different, like, aspects of it were. But, you know, just to right. oversimplify, that was basically the idea is that wow. the mother had... Fi- the biological mother had final say yeah. in most of these adoptions. Interesting. Within... Um, at least within Korea and and other Asian countries, it was very much most of them were just like, you give up the kid. If no one comes forward, that's it. It's done. Yeah, And and it's it's
1: closed. And now like an ocean divides
2: you. Mm. Yeah. And now like there is no no no, reclaiming. There is no reclaiming. And the other thing is that like even for people who gave their – who like walked to the orphanage and gave their kids up and filled out all the paperwork, even they themselves in many cases – made it, they checked the box to close the adoption, meaning that the kid couldn't come back and contact them if they wanted to. Damn. So that also was happening at the time. So there was a big push for um, anyone who wanted to adopt a, a kid from the US or yeah. the UK or wherever, um, there was a big push from, those, from Korea and those types of uh, c- countries because this stipulation was there, you would be guaranteed and you'd know, if I adopt a kid, that's it, that's it's it. He, they're, they're mine they're for, they're for our, our life. life and we can we can yep. just know that that's it and, and it's done and I think that was the other reason why there was such a boom in transracial
1: adoptions uh, at at what I'm you know there's I'm I'm sure you've been dealing with this your whole fucking life so like at is there a certain point where you realize you know that you're adopted and did they have to have a you know was there like a long Discussion about it Or was or was it more kind of Because for I mean, I mean even for me When I was a kid Like the idea of race Didn't really click In my mind yeah. I was like I didn't realize That I look like my parents And like other parents mm. Kids look like I just Sure mm-hmm. I actually for a while For a long time I thought kids were random i right. thought it was just like i really did i was like oh what if we have like you know like i remember my my my, si- my sister was being born i was like oh i wonder if she'll be black i was like "This just didn't <laughs> make really sense true. to me in my mind was, <laughs> each time it just keeps coming up i was oh, like oh this could be one. you know i wonder what you and then and then i saw my sister and i was like oh, oh. We, we look like each other <laughs> got it but That's you know so is there like uh was it for was there like a thing for you that like was like oh shit or was it kind of because you grew up you know and you didn't have like all these other memories was it more kind of like organic
2: i'd say for the so we were in california for about you know five to six years and i'd say when i was there that's that's when i really had like you said had no idea about the differences of race or or whatever like the school like the preschool i went to was uh was somewhat uh diverse uh and i felt like i was just i was like this is how things are this everyone lives this way um and my mom was pretty good about um She would always like tell me a story that she sort of made up from like the file and whatever else. Like she made up a story about my uh, Korean mom, like leaving me, but being there and making sure I was okay. Got it. So I felt, I felt like okay without all those things that like I could barely even understand. Yeah. And my mom did have a, um, had a Korean friend from who was from Korea. She, but she was living in the U S and she like, owned like a small roadside like hotel and she sort of helped her like specifically with my, yeah, with my brother, they were able to give him like a traditional Korean first birthday party because he was adopted like under that, you know, under that. So they were, she was, she helped her in like, uh, you know, doing that uh, for him. So it was, there was some stuff that helped a little bit early on. My parents, my adoptive parents, eventually they got a divorce and we ended up moving me, my brother, and my mom to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. When that happened, that's when it everything changed in terms of the idea or knowledge of being adopted. And when things got a little bit more hard, because we moved to we moved to a part of Philadelphia that was that was mostly white. Mm -hmm. And um, How, how old are you? I was six years old. Okay. okay so okay. so the divorce was going on and then we're, there was that which is hard on you know Yeah. so there's that and then we go into this new school you know we don't know anyone uh, you know we're, we're still young and not a lot of kids know each other at that point either and anyway but we go into this new school we're we're like one of a few like non-white uh kids sure. and yeah it was it was a bit of a shock without knowing uh fully what was going on um and, yeah, in that first, like, couple of years, like, my mom was, you know, trying to raise us as a single mom and figuring all that stuff out. Um, so there was times that I was, like, you know, doing after-school programs and all this stuff. Um, and I would get teased for, like, a variety of things. And, like, I, as a kid, like, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I would get into a lot of
0: fights. Oh, and, like, really? Yeah. oh so, really? Yeah. So it was, like, yeah. <laughs> You're just, like, the nicest guy I know. Well, I know. Well, uh, I, that's
2: how I got rid of all that stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, it was one of those things where, where like, yeah, I felt... You know, I felt like it was, I was like, you know it was hard for me to understand why this is happening well, what was it like you'd get like Asian shit yeah you? Asian shit well and the other thing was I was like I was a really chubby kid so like add Asian with chubbiness and you got a lot of, like adorable, sumo yeah. You, know? yeah, yeah, yeah you got a lot got of sumo stuff and, <laughs> oh Yo- Yokozuna uh the uh professional wrestler oh the wrestler the wrestler yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, yeah. I got that a lot yeah so it's like you add, you know as kids always do no matter who you are they always pick out the th- the, the, the very surface level the quick things that they can yeah. do so I-, I will say it wasn't always just you know obviously it wasn't just about being adopted like that they couldn't that, that that's not something they had any jokes in their arsenal for. It was like Asian, chubby. Yeah, we got, got this. It. Got um, it. <laughs> easy. So, <laughs> like so I won't say the adoption part necessarily made it, it made it hard. But, I, but you're right about the idea that the adoption thing that made it hard was like I was with what, what was con, you know considered my peers were mostly you know white. Yeah. And I just yeah I just wanted to fit in. I I wanted to right. I liked video games. I like baseball. I like all these things. that I just wanted to enjoy, and I wanted to feel like. Uh, like I was just another kid in that neighborhood, yeah, another Philadelphian, you know, uh, in those ways. And I just couldn't. And it it was frustrating. And then eventually when I did get to like high school and I went to a, a, a high school that was much more diverse, um, you know, there was a big uh, Asian population within that school that I couldn't connect with. I couldn't, right. I couldn't figure that out. And I thought it would be easier, but I felt alienated. So then I projected this energy that I'm sure made them not want to you know they'd Mm. be like who's this you know he's he's not very Asian or whatever yeah yeah yeah. so it's like uh, that whole thing was like this vicious circle of of not being able to you know lock it down or figure it out in those different
0: times for different reasons right what are the like Asian American kids do or say specifically were, or like maybe they didn't do it to you, but what were they doing that you felt like uh, functioned as a barrier between you and them?
2: Well, I think it was just, I mean, I think honestly it was on me to be perfectly honest. They were just being them. They were being themselves. And I was like, Sometimes I definitely went through that phase where I'm like I'm not I'm not really Asian. I'm right. basically white and yeah, I have yeah, mostly yeah. white friends and I'm like yeah I'm not uh, ha, ha ha I'm not Asian blah blah blah. So I went through that self-loathing phase for sure. And I think that trickled over and I think that they could I always say that they could they could, they could it. smell it. Ah. And I think that's part of it. it they, they were just being yeah. themselves and there just was there, I had already put up these, Death, these yeah. barriers that I hadn't realized at the time that I just thought was, was joking or I thought it was my personality. But in reality, it was just obviously it was like a defense mechanism for me not being able to understand and, and bring all this in and, and understand it at one time. Wow. Ed, what kidding. did you eat at home? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What Great question. Eat? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so I, I ate like, the first thing I ever learned how to cook was... Um, no, not
0: you, bro. No. What did your parents cook for no, you? No, well, that's what I mean. It's the
2: first thing I ever learned was was spaghetti and meatballs. That's what my mom like, oh, made. Like, okay. She also made, um, she would also make uh, kielbasa and pierogies. Oh, that um, sounds nice. Yeah. yeah, so there was things that she made, uh, and then you know just usual American fare like
1: sloppy joes and stuff right, right, like right, that. Right, 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 right. I the sloppy whole joes. yeah no I for thought real. that was <laughs> I thought that was like. Uh, if if I wanted to make fun of a white person and use a vicious stereotype ah, i like oh, go ahead fun. and eat it's a sloppy joe, joe. I remember watching go. this oh as a, I would it's watch it, watch it as a kid I was watching it on the TV and I was like I guess I kind of want to eat it but I'm like this also sounds weird but I'm like do people eat this? That's so do. people do it's my mom had the
0: same reaction she like saw the lunch this is when I was this is like 99 she was yeah. like reading the lunch yeah. menu she was like sloppy joe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i was like oh, that is so fucking funny oh okay So, so just no. reading no. it so yeah okay uh
2: so we ate you know we ate that type of stuff i mean the, in terms of uh, the asian food i had to find that on my own
1: okay. like my brother and i we had to like seek that out so that's a good so that's a good so did you like have a asian awakening at certain point oh yeah yeah you know? i think it when was you're like i love rice yeah. yeah, I think it this wasn't. This is me. Put <laughs> the sloppy <laughs> Joe. I <laughs> oh, <yeah>, start crying. Give me a bit of rice and banana. I put the
2: sloppy Joe on top of the rice. Yeah, um, yeah he doesn't know um, what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm Asian, yeah,
0: like, this <laughs> right? Seems right, I right, guys, right? Right, guys. <laughs> That's why you don't have an Asian friend. Because you're like,
2: why is he like, eating that? Hey, who knows? That dog food. Yeah. So I think like the that awakening happened more so when I got to college. Right. And I feel a lot. Man, of, that's a long know. time, though. No, it is. But beca- I mean, it was uh, being in that environment, being in Philly, and being in that. And again, I'm not. I'm not talking shit on Philly at all. I'm just saying, like, you were just I, trying to fit in. Yeah, I was just trying no. to fit in. I was just trying to, you know, I was like, this is me. This is my thing. Right. And I, I did push away the whole idea of like, what is being Asian? What is right, being Asian right, American? Right, right, what right. is that? So finally, when I got to college, and then started, um, you know, I, you know, did an internship. That that helped me like broaden even just further. Not even just with Asian. Uh, but just more different, like, people mm. and from different... Uh, Where'd you go to school? I went to Drexel mm-hmm. in, in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think, like, going out with people to, like, different, you know, Exper- restaurants. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the doors opened to Asian food when my mind opened to all different yeah. foods from everywhere. All sorts of stuff. So I, 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 fell, you know, I fell in love with, like, the idea of trying different foods and, and doing all that stuff. And Asian part was obviously part of that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's one of those things that was... It, was, it, it took a while and it took a lot of like trial and error but also like just thinking i had it figured out and then yeah you know meeting other people or finding like i, I still was just clueless about what it really meant so i think yeah that that's that's where it first started is like probably college to to
0: to just so, starting to so work. do you not have and it's okay it's totally okay if you don't have this yeah. but because you didn't like grow up eating asian food and stuff like do you not have a day where you're just like Oh, I, I need some fucking noodles. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I have
2: that constantly. I have that now for sure because yeah. I just I okay, think my you've been diet. Is, yeah, I've been diet My diet has changed. I yeah. have that now. Uh, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for for that that definitely came on board. For, you know, I crave I crave rice and noodles all. You the time You got a rice cooker? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! 100 hundred of d- grilling me on my Asian. <laughs> no, I let's see your papers.
1: Does it whistle? Does it sing? Let me see your Asian papers. Rice cooker. I
0: want to like bring this back to the thing we're talking about at the beginning with the Asian Comedy Festival because oh, you know what? Maybe now you're like real Asian. So yeah. So than
2: I've overcompensated on the other side. Yeah. So it's
0: interesting. So you know, you created this festival. That's one okay. uh, of the first you know Asian comedy festivals on the East Coast, and it's a big deal. It's packed. That was a huge success and you know there's an asian wave happening right now people care about asian representation for you and again like it's totally cool if you don't feel this way because you don't have to f- feel the way you're supposed to or whatever right, but, like right. i was just wondering you know like themes like representation and like asian media um the stuff that like maybe mike and i are more conscious about like you know does that naturally like mean a lot to you or do you is there like a little bit of distance just because like you didn't necessarily identify with that culture for a long time.
2: No, I, it absolutely means a lot to me. Um, you know, having started the, the the stand-up show, The Unwashed One, um, you know, I started out in media when I went to school. Like, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to work somehow in television or media or something. Um, and I didn't think about the whole representation thing right away when I first started. I just knew I wanted to, you know, somehow be involved and be creative or write or something. Um, it, w- you know, it wasn't till, you know, starting to consume more or just seeing where it was the, th- my blind spots, even just growing up, um, that it sort of became more apparent. And I think seeing things like movies that were getting whitewashed years, you know, now and a couple of years ago when that was like the, the big topic, um, I was like, I realized that I at least had some experience and I had always been behind the camera and i think that's one of the first things that got me into doing stand up comedy where i was like i want to try to contribute something i'm i'm not it's not going to help me just keep sitting here and like reading an article and then complaining to a friend and then yeah, being yeah, like yeah. I, i'm like mm. well i have some discernible skill in some way let me see if I can try to be a little bit more forward-facing and if I can't do it or if I'm not if it's not me at least me I'll be exposed to or meet other people that it is them so that was like the first that's why I got into stand-up comedy in the first place was to be more visible so I think the whole Asian American um, uh, visibility and media thing is like super important to me and even more so like the idea of being adopted uh, you know doesn't change that at all mm. the, the the adoption part is just a different like story or version of the overall yeah. big idea is like another one of the yeah. stories yeah. in the big story yeah in yeah, the bigger like story that. and it's like we all have different backgrounds and we all have these different stories and they it's great for them to be told so i think it's nice well one i was i was super excited when you told me you had listeners like reach out about wanting to hear this. A lot of them. That's oh you have been reaching yeah. out for a while. Yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> I think that's that that made me feel really good about it um, because it's like, I think everyone within like, you know, just speaking about the Asian American community, I think sometimes we all think like, oh, our story's not getting covered or or this thing is getting talked about, but not this thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think it's it's easy for us all to be like, you know, when is our, when is our time? Even within our yeah, small even thing. Within, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think it's nice that like, we all are saying like, listen, we're all going to get there that's right. the point and that's the hope and we we're all keeping to push forward so that more of these stories no matter what matter if it's uh, adopted asian or if it's you know uh, first generation whatever the story is uh, that it gets out there and you know that's the point that's the goal
1: is there yeah. um, as i was telling fumi before um you before before you showed up um like one time i was in k-town i was like hanging out and uh you know i was at a bar and stuff like that and it was chill and it was like it was full of full of asian people and i was like okay and i w- noticed everybody was noticed everybody's speaking english and i was like okay that's fine too um and then i noticed that there was like a s- little sign on the table a, c- a couple of the tables and it was what was happening was there was a meetup oh, for yeah. uh korean adoptees yeah and everybody was doing this i was par- i'm part of one of those oh really yeah so is there you know is when you guys come is there like adoptee culture? <laughs> do you know what yeah, yeah. Well, yes, there is. He's uh, like, he's like god, guys, sloppy joes, am I
2: right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how do you poke this bubble tea strong <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is this how you do it? Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 um, absolutely there is. Uh I I I I do work sometimes with a group called AKA, uh also known as it's an Asian uh a Korean adoptee group. And um yeah, so there's meetups and there's hangouts. I mean, you know it's 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 talking about similar experiences but it's also like going through that and hearing you know even within myself i thought and i know a lot of people think this way that the asian adoptee experience is there's just one narrative yeah 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 yeah. and i think one narrative that always gets pushed is like you're adopted it's a white family everything's great after that yeah you you were saved from a situation and now now everything's cool Mm. That is obviously not the case. Is that you know I've talked to so many adoptees. Right, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I get adopted by Angelina Jolie? But um, (laughs) uh, I talked to a lot of and and they go into the same. They can go into the same type of situations um, as you know anyone just born into a biological family. Sometimes there's there's alcohol or drug abuse. Sometimes there's there's you know uh, other types of things and people get given away again. You know, so there's so the path of adoptees is so, you know, winding for so many different people. Sure. And I think that's like that's what these groups are for, is to share different experiences, share different things. Um and I think everyone there is trying to connect with parts. There's there's always like a yearly trip that people can take back to Korea through through one of these groups. Right. Um and I think there is just this, you know, constant trying to understand, always trying to learn something new, connect with what it means to be Asian American but also connect with what it means to be adopted right. within a, you know, transracial family or, or that too.
1: Um, how many times have you been back to Korea?
2: Just the one time. Mm. No. And I went back and it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was me. Was it, cr- was it? Yeah. It was crazy. It? it was, it was crazy. I went back and, um, you know, I had one file f- that my mom had had from the, uh, the, the agency when I was adopted. And I was like, this is the file. And I thought this was it. And oh, yeah. then I went, you know, I went, I went with a friend of mine that I'd known for a long time. And, um you know, we, we hung out a little bit. Like he was a great person to hang out with because he's, he's just kind of like a, a fun idiot, <laughs> but like yeah, in a yeah. great way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like, so he was like my lighthearted, like guy to just like chill with and whatever. Um, and eventually he like left. And then when I, I went to the orphanage uh, on my own and you know, it, they were, it was very easy. I, I talked to a social worker ahead of time. She's like, yeah, let's set up a date and then you can come in and see your file and do all the stuff. Wow. And I, um, so I came in and it was just like, there was, you know, like a, a room and she came out and brought my file that they had there. Wow. And I was like, cool. And I opened it up and there were stuff in there. I had never seen before. Like what? Like, like other files, like handwritten things about the night that I was found, oh, like shit. just further details and, and pictures from the orphanage, just things that I hadn't realized were there before that they had on file there. Um, it talked about like how my demeanor was that night and mm. and how much I ate that night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why
0: it. did they write that? Well, <laughs> the, the,
2: the, because they were like. Uh, <laughs> the, this guy I will I mean, stop what eating. I mean is like they were actually like he drank you know forty cc's. That's not the right number. Whatever it is, they were like very detailed. Oh, they were, so you like, drank he forty might have been cc's dry, Dehydrated or something. Yeah, yeah. They were like mm. they they marked it down as more of like a medical yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So uh. I had all these things that were just like other pieces of this puzzle. Obviously, there was nothing there about my. My parents, my mom, you know, it was just it was just the general thing of where I was found and that the time of night, all those things that um, I hadn't known before. So that was interesting. And I think like I tell people this all the time is that the movies that are out there right now, like um, Twinsters or Lion, like anytime there's an adoptee story, the story is it was a million in one shot. And then they found their family. family. And I know these are based on true stories. So that's great. I get it. But these are always the stories that are pushed because they just, they feel it's better. It's like a they nice, like, t- yeah. you know, you get to reconnect. It's a good yeah. ending. So re- yeah. For so many adoptees, obviously the majority of, dop- of adoptees, that's not the case. Right? So did, and you,
0: did you try to find your parents?
2: Yeah, I mean, they, then the, now that the internet, they have a database, you know, you can put your stuff in there. Yeah. Oh And shit. again, there's like another like digital mech- message board and like a way, um, you know, to reach out and find. And, and there's more resources now that if, if, you know, my mom or dad or whoever wanted to come forward, it would be a little bit easier now, yeah, even right. though, you know, that, that that some things have changed in terms of geography. They still would know roughly about right. where I was. And there's only so many large uh, orphanages and, and places within Korea that you would check anyway. Oh. And that are still yeah. in existence. You, you haven't know? heard anything yet? Nothing yet. No, no. Wow. I'm, and that's, I mean, that's the whole thing is like I tell people is like, that's, that's okay. And I think is that mm. there, for a lot of people <coughs> that haven't found their thing, there is this... There's this moment of emptiness to start that yeah. you have to deal with, but you start to understand like this, this you tried and th- this doesn't mean it's the end of the story. It's just like, this is it. This for is now. just like, yeah. 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 So there's the piece right now. Yeah. Right now. And then for people who have met their family, that just opens up a whole other panel. I mean, yeah. I, well, yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I know people <laughs> who have reconnected with a sibling, uh or um or a parent right and there's there's a whole new chapter and thing to unpack with with those things that happen and it's again it's not it's not just a hug and a tearful yeah yeah. everything's great now hey let's go eat food yeah it's it's that is merely just the beginning of a whole new can of worms and things to to understand and figure out so i think that and, and now you had asked before about the why could you have just been adopted by a Korean family? When I went back to the orphanage, the biggest thing now is they are promoting the right. hell out of uh, within Korea, Korean to ad- Korean adoptees. Mm. Right. Um, ad- I'm sorry. Adoptions within the country. Like all the posters on the thing were Korean, like Korean yeah. couple, Korean baby. Yeah. That's what all, all the posters were. And even if you are a Korean couple adopting a Korean kid, it's like you get, it gets expedited. Yeah. They, like give, extra special treatment and they're like yeah 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 yeah, here you go you know so now there is this push I think there's there's still you know stuff that I've read there's still a lot of um, you know things that the Korea doesn't want to talk about with that too sure Um, there's there's a lot of shame on both sides of the thing yeah but I think the more that people come back, the more we can talk about it. like those wounds will heal hopefully eventually. Yeah um, But yeah, I think for Korean adoptees, it's so hard. It took me 30 some 30 plus years to actually go back like get up the guts or whatever it was that I needed to go back and do this thing. It took me that long. So it's never you know for anyone it's never it's never too late. like if you haven't gone yet, don't feel bad about it. You'll find your time, or maybe you won't. But I think it's like whatever
0: the timing is right for you, that's right for you. Um, I want to kind of wrap up this section with this. So there was this article, and I, I don't want to get into the whole thing. Cause it's like super long, but it was like this Korean adoptee person, and she had kind of written about her experience. And at the end, she said something that was very interesting. Um, you know, she was saying that like, you know, many call on adoptees for reassurance that most of us are happy, well, adjusted and grateful. But then she goes on to write, they don't understand that it's possible to love our adoptive families while simultaneously living with trauma and a sense of displacement. Yeah. And my best friend growing up was adopted. He's Honduran. Oh, okay. But I grew up in Ohio. And like, I don't know, I, I guess like I always struggle with like my concept of home. Not because, I mean, yes, I moved here from Japan. And also, like, the home that I grew up in is no longer there. Like, my parents moved to Mexico. Oh, You know, so I think a lot of people kind of deal with it. But, you know, he went back to Honduras when he was, like, 18 with his brother who was also adopted from there. Yeah. And Honduras is not like Korea where, like, they there's still, like, a pretty, you know, it's not a good place to be right now economically. And crime is at an all-time high. Yeah. It's not a safe place. I think with Korean adoptees, it's weird because it's, like... I think back then they were like, well, it's a poor country, so we got to get them out of here. And then now it's like popping. Now it's so, popping, yeah. So it's like, mm, who was saving who? You know what I mean? But, exactly, But yeah. my friend Rob, he's, he went back then. He was like, it was awful. Like, you know? Yeah. And so for him, he loves like Chipotle and stuff. You know? like, <laughs> like, like For him, I mean, I talked to him about this, but it's like he, Ohio... Is really his home. Yeah, that's what he calls home. Oh, and, and sure. that culture and like yeah. bonfires and shit. Like what all the stuff that I went through, that those are his like important memories. You know what I mean? So For like, sure. I don't know. Like I don't know what your thoughts on you know as you you start to explore this Korean side of you. Yeah, you know you're like oh this is also part of who I am. But like, kind of, do you also struggle with like that duality of like kind of being. I guess like traumatized and loving home and kind of that
2: I mean I, I think I did for a while for sure but um, now I just feel like there's you know there's room for for all of it I I mean I think Phil, Philly's my home like that's what I consider home mm-hmm. I everything that I that that makes me me in many ways of like my growing up and where I spent the most time and where, when I go back, I feel the most comfortable. And like, I could just close my eyes and walk around and feel safe and fine and know exactly what to do or where to go and how to be. It's Philly. Mm. So that, that I know is, is my home and where I feel most comfortable when it comes to Korea. It was, you know, that was just my first trip and it felt uh, what, what I do like about it. Is like, I didn't go to the, I didn't have time or I didn't, give myself enough time to go to the surrounding like areas and the smaller areas just I just wanted to be in Seoul because that's where I was found right and something that struck me was like I felt so comfortable walking down the city streets of Seoul Mm. and I was like what it dawned on me was I'm a city kid. Mm. I, I love being in cities yeah. and that's like even vacations. And now like my girlfriend likes to be in the like woods. She likes to see nature and always Sounds awful. Yeah. All the time. I, I want to, you know, I want to go down an alley and find a bar or do stuff like that. And it, it dawned on me when I was in Seoul, what, what was the connection? What did I feel right about with Seoul? It was the city feel. Oh, shit. So that's the thing that I connected with, with, uh, With so many ways. And I do think that um, while while I'm still learning stuff and so, you know, obviously can't feel like home the way Philly does. That's the one part that I found at peace with was that that vibe in the same way that Philly is kind of like Philly, you know, is always I think for people in Philly think they have a chip on their shoulder and we always get compared or like we're not as good as New York or we're not as good as this. There's that vibe sometimes. And I think when I was in Seoul because I've, I had told some people that I was visiting Seoul and they're like, oh why, why are you going to Seoul but they didn't know the whole adoptee thing yet right um, I think Seoul can sometimes get lost in a shuffle too from places oh, like Tokyo or, yeah. or stuff like that I think Seoul I mean obviously now it's getting become more popular with some other you know things that are happening within um, media and the scene for, for them but those two things I guess in my brain I wanted to put those two things together that Philly and um, Seoul both feel like underdog cities whoa and I, that's how that's I cool felt. man yeah so that's how i felt whoa. And i was like
1: uh Wait, is this why you're a boxer too
2: uh, no
0: I, uh, <laughs> He just does everything
2: I mean no cool. I, I'm, I'm a, a boxer Do you
1: think you're Italian?
0: No, I
2: may, uh, I, spaghetti and meatballs yes. No, of of Body. no Make I, I I mean the, the boxing thing became Because I had a friend Who boxed in Philly But it is very cliche <laughs> yeah. and Stereotypical That's and funny no, yeah. You, you
1: but see but him I, in Seoul Like hey, yeah, no, is no, hey, hey What's hey, going hey. on With the kimchi <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everyone's like Who's this asshole oh, <laughs> But no I think It's like I, I always I you know Love the idea Of underdog stuff And I think You know That's the part part that, that I think brings to three sixty for me is like Asian Americans, we are we're scrappy right now. We are we do feel like we're the underdog in many Rooms and places, mm-hmm. so that's what excites me now, is and what it all brings and what I guess makes me feel connected or feel like home to Philly, to Seoul, to the Asian American, um, you know, movement of trying to get ourselves more seen is like it is an underdog story, and that's that's where I feel like I come from.
0: Damn. that's beautiful. That was, yeah. good. That was that's that's a good. I got, I got goosebumps. No. Check, <laughs>
1: <out> <laughs> check it. Check out the the com- coming too soon to a movie theater new Yeah, you. dude, you got so a- Asians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back uh, with our guest, Ed puck Pukkropski. I mean, did, did puck, puck should Pokropsky. Pokropsky. Pokropsky's okay. Pokropsky. Pokropsky. Yeah. Uh and it is everyone's favorite segment. It is das, das Race, Race News. News. So this time we're gonna talk about what everyone's been fucking talking about. Fucking the uh coronavirus. Mm. It, it's uh it's it's cute name. <laughs> it's doing its thing, I guess. I don't know how to describe a virus, but uh um, yeah. Yeah. you know, right now I was I've been reading and it's wildin' out. It's wilding out uh and here's a headline from new york times as as the virus spreads coronavirus Mm -hmm. so has anti-chinese sentiments
0: oh and i've been thinking
1: about all you know all this and i've been reading on twitter and there's definitely like a thing i i feel where it's like there's you know i'm not saying that if the virus had come from another part of the world they wouldn't also kind of do this kind of uh you know, racial thing yeah. But at the same time The whole It's a virus It's from China Chinese people are dirty It's, yeah. you know, like They're yeah. also like uh, They're emerging power yeah. You know, they're kind of You know, they, they've got
0: You say like this is how Americans Or the West, w- Western yeah. world sees China So it's like, yeah.
1: it's, like a, it's like a perfect little mashup yeah. You know, yeah. as, as for for China, this is like not just a health crisis, but like a PR nightmare. Yeah, it's like the worst yeah, yeah. thing that could happen. And, to and them. they're getting, uh,
0: a, I mean, they're getting from their neighboring countries too, right? It says like in Japan, the hashtag Chinese don't come to Japan has been trending. Oh yeah, great grammar. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Singapore, they said no. South Korea, Hong Kong, they're not letting like Vietnam. You know, they're like they're yeah. like posting things saying like Chinese customers are not welcome. So. And says, oh and oh, France, they uh, they did the best job here. <laughs> and then France, a front page headline in regional newspaper warned of a yellow alert. Oh, shit. Ooh,
1: this, yeah. is, this is why subtle France is uh, so irrelevant now. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean you know there. The, and here we are in Chinatown. Yeah, we record baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah. so I just feel like there's there is that like now you know y- you always get a sense of how the news is going when you go to a comedy show too because like there's always going to be like coronavirus jokes now. Yeah, I literally editor.
0: yesterday I was doing a show and I was like. What if I just cough for ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said that. Perform yeah. very performance. yeah, yeah. Perform- just, just- yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. There's definitely like uh, you know, it's it's like there was already kind of like an anti-Chinese thing, mm. and then this is just like excuse, an excuse to, to like it? be like, let's really get into yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I think yeah, I never really, I didn't really think about it like that. I totally see you. That said, yeah. like you know, I think if this disease came from, I don't know, like if this disease came from like any country, I, I don't know how else to. Handle viruses other than being if you want to call it xenophobic for a little bit, right? because yeah. you have to contain people because it's like right visible right so like if you say like oh, I'm sorry Like Chinese citizens are not tra- allowed to travel right now. He'll be like, oh, that's racist But it's like I don't know like I don't from like a science perspective. I, I guess I like, kind of
1: get it I think you, you I, know mean, what I mean it's sort of like I understand like you gotta keep quarantine. people. people? Yeah, but it's like if if like this if there was a virus and it came from england mm-hmm. would we suddenly not want any english not 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 travelers i'm talking about like people who are already already here we'd be oh, like see. get out of here english guy you know like, i mean we'd make a it, bad joke it, about it, it is yeah. there
0: like um like domestic xenophobia happening against chinese people because i thought the article was more about like a lot of well, things are being canceled but it, it's about like chinese people coming here so like right. concerts that were s- or like touring, you know, uh, orchestras that are supposed to tour in China. Right. they're canceling their shit. Right, right. Well, I mean,
1: I think I think that's the thing is that um, it is if you look at the facts, and, and we were talking about this before, is that you know this this virus totally scary. Yeah, yeah. Right, very you know, but um, the odds of you getting it, especially in America or like in a lot of other countries, very low. Mm. The, yeah. fa- the odds of you dying from it Pretty low If you live in a
0: first world country If you like, live like in a if, world if we, world we got country. it here We'd probably live We'd probably yeah. be right
1: Yeah You know But it's like I, w- I was telling you before The thing that will probably kill you Is a bus hitting you Right, right that's much right, more likely right. but we're <laughs> yeah. not we're not we're not gonna, no buses uh please stay home yeah buses. anti-buses yeah, anti-buses yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or I mean, you're even saying like the flu kills people the flu yeah, the, the, the flu, flu kills. Higher, yeah. the flu kills eighty thousand people a yeah. year right uh, all yeah, the yeah, time yeah, yeah 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 and so it's again it's not like about it's not about the uh you know i understand like you know you gotta quarantine some motherfuckers yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but it's more it's more about like yeah the the pr the the yeah the 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 fact that people are like just kind of the association yeah. that's being made mm. is like a is one that I could I think yeah it, it's one that uh, I think is like kind of too convenient for a lot of people is
0: it called co-opting yeah. is that what it's called maybe we just kind of using this to push this other agenda it's like oh now we have a scientific reason to be racist yes you know? exactly yeah, yeah, oh yeah. well you know
1: <laughs> yeah. science said I gotta be racist yeah 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 yeah, yeah no yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, cool. it's all good
2: well yeah. I, my biggest thing with, especially when it comes to uh, a virus is um, that a virus usually is not discriminatory, and the thing is, like, there's a lot of travelers that go within and out of China every single day, thousands of people. Oh, so I think yeah. that the point. yeah, <laughs> so I think that the idea that that yeah, you could quarantine a certain type of people once a virus gets out, like that's the whole thing is you never know. You never know who gets so, it. Who so so the it. idea that like yeah, you, you're playing the numbers and maybe you can assume these that the majority of people within this area could get it, but it's already been proven that it's it's made its way out through other carriers of other races of right. other countries. So I think that's the part that I think to me just doesn't that doesn't jive with this idea of only targeting Chinese because, yes, while it may have originated there, it, it's not like China is completely uh, closed off from outside visitors within these right, areas right, right, right. and more and more people are extending where they, you know, the range of where they visit. It's not just your major cities. They go out to these other places, too. Mm. So I think that just proves is that... Um, yeah, I think it it boils even down to more just people being lazy and shitty
1: about this reason yeah. when it could it, be, it could be carried by anybody honestly. This is kind of a separate thing, but like it's interesting to watch like the reaction because um, the, the the Chinese government like shut down the city yeah. and they like, you know, you couldn't move around, like, 50 million people, right? There's, like, a couple of big cities. God, Can you imagine, like, them shutting so down That's New so York big. City? We would, li- I mean, actually, I don't know what we would do. We'd probably just, like, panic. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, <it laughs> we did know? shut
0: down. Remember when we uh, lost power for a little bit? Back yeah. Like, five years ago?
1: That was, uh, you know, and uh, um, I, uh, d- during the Boston bombing, they kind of, like, shut the city down there. Yeah. But yeah. that was, like, kind of, like, a little short thing. Yeah. But just imagine, like, you're, like, there's, if, if this happened in America, it's like, this. imagine in the upper west side there's like uh, this virus right and they're okay we're gonna shut the city down holy fuck, man you know like i would just be like i would be trying to hike out of here yeah i'd be taking a boat or something yeah you know it's it's just it'd be even if the the and that's the thing is that even though this disease while scary is, like, not super-duper dangerous, you know? I'm not trying to minimize it, yeah, but, like, yeah. it's not, like, Ebola. Yeah. Um, and so, th- you know, this is just, like, a little taste of what could happen yeah, if, yeah. like, real, like, shit happened, People don't you know? think about
0: scale when talking about China because, like, I mean, I don't know if that is true. Is it, is it, is it really 50 million people? Yeah. Because that is, like, ten, five times the size of New York City. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> exactly. Crazy. I mean, how, yeah. how, you like shutting how do you down the? How do you, how you that control yeah. that? I, mean, I don't know. You they, can't control 50 these million guys,
1: people. These, these, you know, they got them. This is it. So, um... You know, oh, back
2: and back to your thing about like, would this happen if it was in the U.S. or UK. if it came from the U.K.? I was saying to a friend the other day is that like, we had swi- swine flu happen within the U.S., mad cow disease was was the U.K., and oh, there yeah. wasn't there wasn't this same type of like anti. Um,
0: oh yeah, you se- think people in Japan were like, no more Americans? No, yeah, way. Yeah. no yeah. way! No, no. way! So no? there wasn't the same. There
2: wasn't the same. It was l- it was very much localized and. It was mad cow disease. It was about the cow. Swine (laughs) flu was about the pig. It was about those things. It wasn't about the people who were handling Ah. it. So that's just proof that like it is it's it seems very specific to tie it into this anti Chinese or anti Asian sentiment because we've seen it happen before with other uh, people or other handling of food. And it it, you know, that's the nature of having eating meat and and like that type of thing is that like these things can occur with any country with any sort of handling of food even if you're handling it in the most safest, best way. I mean, Chipotle had a um, a salmonella outbreak with lettuce. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's, like, these types of things um, can happen. So, like, it, it really could be any... Any group or any place next. So like the idea of saying like, oh, it's it's a China, it's a China problem. It's a
0: China, the way it's like, no, this could happen. anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, doctors are racist. The world is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. racist viruses. Um, well, Yeah. Okay. Well, be careful out there, anals. Yeah. And uh, we do have some listeners in China. So oh, we if do. you're in China, be careful. Don't go anywhere. Just chill Let's Just chill. chill Stay put you
1: know, Let's uh, do this podcast And, and if yeah, <laughs> we're, we're coming out with content As fast as we can <laughs> yeah, just to keep it So going. that as you're trapped In your apartment You know And fighting off zombie hordes yeah, Or whatever it is And if
0: you're a non-Asian listener You know Be nice to your Asian friends You know? Hey they, they we, don't, don't
1: we don't got diseases don't I just got diseases? herpes Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> should Yeah you
0: should be worried About and STDs that's like nothing Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You be worried About STDs <laughs> All right, Ed. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys for amazing. having me. Thank you for Is, uh, talking about
2: this. This very yeah, cool. I'm yeah. very excited
0: to uh, release this, man. Do you have anything yeah. you like to plug? Where can our listeners find you?
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm a, I mean mainly on Instagram. I'm at uh, e popsky e p o p s k i. Made it like, shorten my name, to make it a little easier. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that's that's me on Instagram, and i um, you know we're gonna try to do some more stuff with the with the Asian Comedy Festival. Yeah. Uh, possibly like leading into, it. and I still have uh, a show that I do called unwashed comedy uh which is like a stand-up all asian stand-up show and i have a version of it called night market that's like more of a variety right. show with like music acts and some oh, other yeah. things you got one I'm coming out soon uh i'm trying to figure that out with the pick because we're trying to figure out like that plus the possible like things to sustain the comedy festival <laughs> like <laughs> like energy and vibe to yep. go through so trying to to figure all all that out um you know, I the other thing that's funny that you guys brought this up. I mean, this isn't something that I, anyone can see yet. But just talking about the adoptee experiences, I find I finished uh, a feature length uh, script on the story of me going back to Korea. Wow. And Whoa. It's, it's mixed a little bit with like the real life uh, experience of what happened with a little bit of like fictional, like. Uh, hard to mix in with it. With a love interest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, uh not necessarily a love interest, come on. but like just oh, a uh, Come yeah, on, give the fans what we want.
0: Mike just wants to see Asian <laughs> people fucking yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, that's you. what he thinks representation I, is. You know, <laughs> you, know,
1: you, know, you know what? I'm 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 gonna try I'm gonna go on Pornhub and be look up Asian adopted Adopted
0: boy. oh god
2: please (laughs) (laughs) if you do please don't send it to me (laughs)
0: oh
2: my god that's gonna be did anyone
0: order this slappy Joe oh my god Uh,
2: so that would be so that's the next thing that I just I'm I'm gonna start trying to like get that read and like get some feedback and shop it around so uh, yeah I felt like that would be relevant for this but um, yeah just Follow me at Epopski and I, I'm try to create a lot of content and do a lot of things too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You can
0: also find us on Instagram at Asian Not Asian Pod and I'm also on there at the Fumiabe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Please come to our next Hack City Comedy Show. The Next one is February nineteenth, eight o'clock at Canal Street Market. Visit Asian Not for tickets. And then the one after this yeah, hit him with uh, that that. is March a eighteen, and the one after that is April. 15th oh. It's all. It's always the third Wednesday And just go to AsianNotAsian.com Asian. Asian. pot No Asian. Not Asian. Pot. com. Yep. And click on CS Live And all the other all Ticket links are On there um, uh, I think that's it Right I think that's it I that's think right. that's it Ed it was a pleasure Thank Dude, you so thank much you For your sharing For everything you guys do Yeah, yeah man oh, Thank and you man yeah. anals. We'll see you next week Bye, Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, we're back with our Patreon subscribers. Again, Woo-hoo! if you don't know what this is, we give a uh, shout-out to our newest Patreon sub- subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber, check us out at page- patreon.com slash asiannotasianpod and uh, give us your money. You get rewards like bonus episodes and shout-outs on the podcast and you can pitch race news. So check it out. Uh, and now we're going to try to guess uh, your ethnicity based on your last name. Very yeah. game. Mimi Su, H-S-U. That's... S- wait what? H-S-U H-S-U, H-S-U. That's uh, Hong Kong Hong Kong Taiwan, okay. that's Taiwan Taiwan, right, let's no, go with Taiwan. Taiwan Taiwan Let's go with Taiwan again Penelope Tier T-I-R
1: T-I-R Tier Tier I'm gonna say I bet it's S- like a shorter Thai last name T.O, Oh, it could be a shorter they Thai they always do that You're they right, know, it's th- d- like actually Hey, welcome Thay. Shout welcome. out
0: to th- Thailand Hey Thailand uh, Winnie Locke. Lok L-O-K L-O-K Lok yeah.
1: Lock. I'm going to say Western Chinese. Western Chinese. Oh, be
0: careful out there. (laughs) Be careful if you're Muslim. Oh, uh, (laughs) Eve Korswan. K o r s u w a n. We
1: must be appealing to all sorts of people. Maybe Central we got Central Asians. From, I don't know. Yeah, what's we we got on some sort of Spotify Turkey <laughs> playlist, <laughs> and now we're like all up and I getting mean, all
0: these people from re, like the Inner Mongolia. Yeah, I think this, <laughs> I think this person's from like Uzbekistan or some shit. Hell yeah! Yeah, welcome, um, Greg Okawachi. That is Japanese That's as fuck. My God, holy shit! Here we go. Um, and lastly, we have Eric Demont. Demont. French. French. French guy. Bonjour. Bonjour. Okay, guys, thank you so much. And if you're not a subscriber, think about donating. Bye. This episode of Asian Not Asian is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.